Welcome to episode 51 of the Permaculture Pimp Cast, where pimp stands for permaculture is my passion, the only pimp cast out there where we discuss permaculture, preparedness, and practical living. How you doing, son? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm Billy. That's my son, William. And here we are on the Pimp Cast, digging it. If you want to tip a pimp, I can tip a pimp, tip a pimp, hashtag tip a pimp. Check us out over on the Fountain app. You can do it. You can put in your comments. And uh, it's also a pretty cool app to listen to pretty much any of your podcasts out there. And it's a good way to get in contact with those podcasts as well, because there's direct contact with them, and there's no really other way to do that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I love it. All right, this episode brought to you by Hickory Ridge Soap from TwoOldCrows.com. Turn that simp into a pimp. Bam! EMP Shield, 50 bucks off with promo code PERMA. P-E-R-M-A. Yes, I spelled it out. That's listed down in the description as well. And we also have, well, another sponsor also is the uh, freeze dryers, the Harvest Right freeze dryer. Yep. And that's also in the description below. Getting a whole lot of use out of that thing as of late for a whole variety of reasons. Maybe we'll cover some of them here. All right, y'all. Tip of the day. <laughs> this is, I don't even know how to say this and make it make sense the way I want to. But look, I'm just going to put it out there and then maybe we can kind of weave it together. Set up community with snow shoveling brigades. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. <laughs> now, well, I was thinking about your grandmother, your grandma yeah. up in New York right now. You know, you know, she's a little bit older, but she's as hard as woodpecker lips. She's just like, you know, Michelle. And she's out there shoveling snow. Apparently, they got a bunch of, you know, heavy snow. Well, look, there's a whole lot of old folks out there, y'all, that could use your help. But if you live in a neighborhood or anything like that, or maybe if you live rurally, they need your help as well. Now, keep in mind also that it's also when you when you engage in arduous tasks or difficult tasks with the people around you, believe it or not, it builds camaraderie. It, build, it builds things in much the same way that building that soldiers build relationships. When you go through hard events together or when you do difficult tasks to, together whether it's butchering a hog or working to the wee hours to go do a certain task believe it or not it brings you closer to the people around you so if you're one of those people out there and you're thinking okay well i don't know how to get a hold of anybody i don't know what to do i don't know how to build community believe it or not be a blessing to those people and you're going to find out that you you had community around you you didn't even know about now i say this with the caveat that I remember years ago when we were living back in Kansas and it, you know, this weather wasn't all that uncommon there. I mean, to stay below freezing for a very, very long time. And right now the whole country for the most part is getting it. And I remember on the newscast in Kansas city, because that was the nearest big city next to us, the people were practically ready to die in place because <laughs> they couldn't get out. Now wow. the, 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 they weren't able to get to the back roads at the time. Now, this is years back. They couldn't get to the back roads like the neighborhood streets. And so my brother, who was living in a rural place there, still does, by hand, he went out there and shoveled because he didn't have a tractor. Yeah. He shoveled a, a quarter mile of driveway just for him to get out. Gravel driveway. Gravel. Quarter mile with a shovel. And I remember how appalled he was that people in these neighborhoods were literally going on TV complaining that they couldn't get out. Now yeah. he was like, okay, if one guy can get out here and spend most of the day shoveling his way out of a quarter mile gravel driveway to a gravel road, to a gravel road. Exactly. If, a, if I can get out there and do that, you mean to tell me they can't get some able bodies in some of these neighborhoods join up and say, look, okay, we're just going to go down this street and, kick this stuff off to the side so we can get out. Yeah. Stack functions. Take your deer velvet first and then go do it. Bam. <laughs> Speaking of which you started taking that stuff too. Yeah, I did. And I'm eating all the time. Yeah. So maybe that I'm if you're, hungry all the time. Guys. Well, if you're trying to, if you're trying to make weight for that competition, son, no, probably here's the thing. not the best thing. I haven't gained a pound. Really? Like other than normal daily fluctuations. Cause I weigh myself frequently cause I need to like maintain, you know, weight for weight classes and stuff. But 
like I I haven't gained any weight and I've been eating like everything. Well, I hope you're getting stronger, dude. I hate to hear you come back and tell me you got caught in a crucifix oh. by some trans testicle. Nope. Not not happening. <laughs> not happening. <laughs> We're yeah. on the same stuff, guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, equaled up the playing field now. Folks, for, for those that are new out there, he competes in he competes in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and stuff like that. And he nearly got choked down by I didn't nearly get choked down. It was just the strongest person I've ever rolled with before in my life. And it was a woman on and testosterone. And it was a woman on on I don't know if it was testosterone or like like horse tranquilizers i don't know what it was but well strong well there you go y'all okay farm news well just told you about my mother-in-law shoveling out the snow up there and she's a tiny thing man and she's getting it done so it's kind of hard to hear able-bodied people say they they can't do it yeah another little thing man i went and got my hair cut the other day when i was in town and i was getting my hair did and uh the barber Man, you know you got a reputation, man. When when the uh, one of the barbers in there, this one lady who uh, she lives in like the town over, she says, "Billy, you got any?" She says, "You got any deer hearts in your freezer?" I'm like, "What? <laughs> what do you think I do?" I mean, I said, "No." I said, "I just usually take the bones and I make a product out of it called bone sauce." Because that's less weird. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. We don't I, keep the hearts; <laughs> we keep the bones. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I make a product out of the bones." It's you know really. She said, "I know about all that." And by the way. There's two dead bear down from, there's two dead bears. I was like, doggone it, man. I need those bears. Where are they at? And uh, she said they got hit by cars alongside. I'm like, well, all these people hitting bears and I ain't seen one yet. Yeah. Oh, I have. What, a dead bear? Oh, not any dead ones. I ain't no. seen a dead or a live bear. I ain't seen one except in a zoo. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've seen most of them in, in Asheville, in the city. Well, I, I have no doubt there. I'm waiting for some. Waiting for some hipster to get mauled going out there trying to pet one of them. You know that's about to happen. <laughs> you ain't going to maul the women in Asheville, though. <laughs> All fun and games till somebody gets mauled, huh? Yeah, so, um, you know, we're coming up on, what you know, Christmas for a lot of folks. And, um, you know, whether you're celebrated or not, it always brings me back to that time, son. And I'm going to tell this every single time. I told it last time I told this story, it was at his wedding. Y'all... What you're hearing, I remember when he was little and their fault, by the way, yeah. to preface the story. Well, he wrote a letter to Santa and he was, I don't know, maybe seven, maybe, yeah, somewhere around seven. And I don't know how or why look at this list. He'd have but one thing on there. Well, maybe two, but he asked, he wrote Santa asking for a butler. <laughs> Okay, that wasn't your fault. That was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That was watching that. That came from that show. Wanted a butler from Santa. Jeffrey was cool. Yeah, what do you think? He's just going to drop him down the <laughs> chimney? Jeffrey was cool. You think he's just going to drop him down the chimney? I mean, I don't every, know how that's supposed to work. Every house needed a Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back at, there was a time in America where a lot of houses had Jeffrey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said back then they called him Tim Buck. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even believe I just said that one. All right, man. Some of the other stuff we're doing around here. Mountain of wood, man. You got a whole mountain over there. Yeah. Yeah, there's a mountain. I figured that that I figured out that that thing can actually drive up the mountain of the wood of wood and dump it on the other side as well. Yeah, you probably could, man. I mean, they're starting to and what we're doing, the reason why we got this mountain of wood, he's chopping it all up. We're knocking these trees down and well, these trees or dead trees are unproductive trees. A lot of them oak, a lot of them um, poplar. poplar. Uh, mountain cherry those are the main ones yeah so yeah. We're, we got to thin those out in order to make room for the accommodations that we're picking up tomorrow which are going to be more sheep yep and we're picking them up down in uh georgia from the world shepherd we hope to score an interview out of this because this guy is extraordinary we've been to his place before and it is really a wonder i mean his whole yeah it's a compound compound yeah his like, whole compound there is just fantastic he's got like concrete domes um well he's got geodesic domes and they're all like the he said the r value in these domes everywhere there's a dome and he built them years and years ago he told me about them and the insulating value on these domes, I think he said it was like a R60 or 70 all the way around this thing. Even his barns aren't like typical. No. Even no. his barns are different. But he is wicked smart. And I'm hoping we can get some kind of interview from him tomorrow. We're going to pick up some uh, ewes and a ram. And uh, so, yeah, that's going to be a three-hour drive each way to go ahead and do this. But 
that's where we're wanting to go in this environment. It serves us better not to raise cattle so much as it does sheep. Yeah. Plus, uh, and you know, honestly, I'm going to probably talk more about that. I kind of, um, I don't know that I've really hit on it much before, but part of the reason is in the times we live in, it's not just permaculture. Believe me, there's a book in me that's waiting to come out and it's going to be tactical permaculture, I think. Yeah. And part of that is not only raising the animals that are most suited for your environment, but also maybe something you might want to consider, especially in this day and age, are these animals that in a grid down scenario, could you still look after them? Are they easy to maintain? Do they make a lot of noise? Are they something that people would want to steal from you? Yeah, don't put bells on them either. Yeah, was, <laughs> like yeah, we neighbor. got stories on that one. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll cover more of that. I think that deserves its whole its own podcast, son. Oh, excuse me, Pimpcast. Yeah. Well, I finally got finished dressing the uh, orchard trees. I mean, I got all that done. I got them all pruned except for a couple of uh, uh, black locusts. Now, in the past, depending on how they're used, I usually coppice them, meaning that you chop them off at about ground level, pretty close to it. Or you can pollard them, which is maybe pollard, you know, cutting them off at around, let's say, your neck. It, you know, it's not it's not an exact science. But instead of coppicing this year, I decided to pollard some of these trees because, well, for a whole variety of reasons. You can do this in a tactical sense. So sometimes you may want to pollard because when things start to become more vegetative and the heat comes on, maybe there are species underneath in that understory or maybe even in the shrub layer that are going to benefit from you chopping where they have a little bit of a canopy, you dig? So some of these trees, and based on some of what I want to put under them, I've actually pollarded, pollard, I don't even know how to say that word. I, uh, I went ahead and cut them off at a neck level. <laughs> Um, head level. Head level, yeah, for the express purpose of, you know, seeing what the difference is going to be. And some of these, i got to be honest with you, some of these black locusts, man, if you're not careful, they will get away from you. One helpful tip for me to remember the difference between pollard and uh, coppicing was like pollard, I think, of pole, like it's a long pole, and then coppicing was just the opposite of that, straight to the ground. Well, that's what they look like right now, so... um yeah, there are some ugly-looking sticks out there. <laughs> Man, well, I mean, dude, we... Those black locusts look rough. Yeah, you got that right. Well, on the, on the other things, farm news, I mean, everybody I know in the YouTube world, I know I know other content uh, creators out there, and generally, they're all saying about the same thing. I mean, as far as YouTube playing massive games. Yep. I mean, like I said before, Joel Salatin's keynote speech... Um, at the last time I seen him was the homesteading tsunami. Well, you'd never look, there are record numbers of people out there looking for this information and YouTube is going out of their way to make sure these people don't get it. I think they're severely limiting and deleting bots on YouTube. I think that's what's going on because if you like, we our subscriber base has been completely stagnant. Like our subscribers, they've been stagnant and then they've also gone down like negative 20 one day which yeah. doesn't happen unless YouTube is doing bot purges. So I and it's yeah, I wonder if that's what's going on and they're doing it slowly so nobody thinks it's like um so nobody really notices. Well, not some of these channels, some of these other some ones. Some of them, yeah. I mean, they're like down a thousand and everything, but they're still not exposing people to this information out there. And I'll be honest with you, some content creators are are, are getting rather I'll be honest, man, they're getting demoralized and I would submit to you, if you're a content creator listening to this, listen to what I'm about to tell you. Um, and this is coming from the bottom of my heart. I remember being every bit, when I say permaculture is my passion, when I had a single tool buddy that was working with me, and I'm going to chronicle part of this in the, book I, in, in the book I'm working on right now. I was every bit as passionate about evangelizing permaculture as I am now. And I haven't forgotten that. And I pray, I pray to the good Lord that I never do, because when I say it's my passion, it truly is. So whether I have the audience of one person or 5 million, I'm going to be every bit as passionate no matter what. That's why when we go to these events, son, um, I work hard. I work really hard to try. First of all, I'm, I'm no celebrity and I don't really like it when people treat me like I'm anybody special because I'm not. I'm no different than anybody else out there. And 
I'm every bit as passionate, whether I'm with those people in person or whether I was working with a guy with my tools or whether I was talking to the foreman I had once upon a time or my general foreman. Um, so if they're playing games with those numbers, I'm, I'm disappointed in terms of, I pray. I mean, honestly, y'all, when I say I pray for you, I do. I remember homesteading pastor just the other day, you know, sent a message said you've been prayed for. And I'm like, yeah, we pray for you too, my brother. Speaking of which, I didn't get with a homesteading pastor to get his uh, word of the day today. Um, sorry about that, y'all, but I'll get back with him. Just too many irons in the fire right now. Frankly, I just dropped the ball. But for all the other content creators out there that are listening, it's a, I know it seems a little demoralizing, but also maybe go back and reexamine the reason you started doing this in the first place because many of us that are doing this work didn't get in it for money because YouTube ain't paying nothing anyhow. Yeah. I mean... So if you if they got in it for money, they quit pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. So remember that. Remember that. But I know it is demoralizing because you know you're trying to evangelize the things you're doing. You want to know. You want to let every now. Granted, there are those out there that are playing the fear game and are doing it to to get more money or what yeah. they think is more money. Yeah. You're always you're always going to have those people. But by and large, most of us that are doing this and a lot of the content creators out there, they're a little bit demoralized. I know, I know for a fact, and don't be. Look, I don't care if there's one audience member or 10,000. Go out there with the same passion. Just remember the whole reason you started doing this in the first place, all right? So they're playing games, but I got to also say, they're not only just playing games on YouTube, man. They're playing with my emails. I mean, I'm yeah. writing to different folks, and they're never getting it. And it's not just everybody. It's when it's something of consequence. They're playing with yeah. the emails. It's not getting where it's supposed to go or they're not getting to me. So, folks, if some of you folks are writing to me and I'm not getting it, it's not because I'm ignoring you. I guarantee it. It's just I'm not getting it. And it ain't in the spam folder either. When you write to three different solar generator companies and none of them respond. Not one of them yeah. got it. it. It returned as undeliverable to each yeah. one. Yeah. And then you write to another company and saying, hey, um, tried your product. I like it. What do you think? And then you have other companies like the one I was on the phone with today, and it's actually an academy, and oh. you can't. And I'm yeah. wondering how these people. Stay, I won't say who they are right yet, but I'm wondering how they stay in business and operating when you honestly have a whole gang of nincompoops there that really don't care about doing their jobs. Some some ideas are too good to fail. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> some ideas just won't fail. Well, that's the truth. Well, anyway, y'all, we got another announcement today. Oh, before I get into the announcement, I want to say, son, that a little bit of this show that you and I have watched, a little bit. I've always heard about this Soylent Green. Oh, shoot. That was okay. Dad's notebook there. Yeah. So I've always heard about this show called Soylent Green. It was a movie with Charlton Heston. I guess it was back in 1973 that it came out. And um, they were just playing the intro of it. I'm sitting here on Sabbath, and I'm like, eh, you know, I've been sitting here studying you know, doing my Bible work, doing some other things, checking out things that were interesting. And I said, man, let me just check out a little bit of this movie and see what it's up. So, and then I called you down. I said, you yeah. got to come see this. Now it takes place in 2022. And before there was a word of dialogue, even spoken in this thing, what did you notice in the intro, son? It was masks. Everybody in that thing. Yeah. Not everybody, not but everybody, good. but they showed got like people with masks on. Yeah. yeah. And, and it takes place in 2022. And when was it? When was it made? I think 1973. Huh. Yeah, so it was 73, and I'm like, hold on. It's like they didn't have, even have masks of the day, though. I, I don't know when everybody switched like the look of masks from those old classic cloth masks, you know what I mean, to those N95s. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but I'm like, hold on, 2022, and they got masks. Man, it sure seems like a whole lot is being scripted right now. How about yeah. that? Yeah. So that was interesting. Um, son, the um, the other thing I wanted to get into was the giveaway. Why don't you tell everybody what it is? Well, Dad, the, you're, hold on, hold on. You're, you're missing the main point. Before we get into the giveaway, Dad. Oh, yeah, there's what's a the quid name pro of the quo. Cat? The what's cat? the name of the cat? Dad, that's what everybody's waiting for. Man, they ain't worried about yes, that cat. Yes, they are. <laughs> All right, y'all, by popular demand, the name is Thugnificent. No, it's not. The name, <laughs> the name that won was Ginger. 
Ginger won, and Calamity Jane came in second. I ain't naming it. I ain't call. I've been calling him Thuggy, so he yeah, likes. Yeah, Dad's been ignoring it, and it's a girl. <laughs> it's it's a girl. Everybody's How many thug girls are out there, man. <laughs> exactly, it's Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> ginger, Ginger, Thugnificent. Anyway, the I audience has spoken. Ginger won. All right, congratulations. So, all right, y'all. So check it out. We got a giveaway, and it's going to be a quid pro quo. This for that. So four. We're asking y'all share the show. That's going to be, that's another way they're messing with us too. They're trying to keep everything suppressed, but it gets out there if you get it out there. So tell everybody, you know, about the permaculture pimp cast, because we got something just in time for the holidays. <laughs> and this here is a Fauci elf. Yeah, you heard it right. And when you squeeze his left hand, he says stuff like Gag the horse with lots of boosters. Vaccine shots, booster jams, will handle the way. I am science. Vaccinate, vaccinate. Social distancing forever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> One more. Hey, don't hug your mother. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's a Fauci elf, y'all. If you can picture like the Will Ferrell elf with a Fauci face on it and, and, and an injection needle in the other Yeah, he's got an injection needle in his right hand on his breast. Uh, pocket it says i love wuhan and on his back the best part owned by china yeah right there on his butt you think it's a coincidence you have to press his left hand and it's made in china yeah no kidding <laughs> and this thing's made in china how about that i'm like get out of town dude well anyway um son tell them what they got to do to win it so you got to leave a review and we'll pick the best review we're gonna do one on on the pimp cast, and then we're going to do one on YouTube, right? Yeah. So there's going to be two total give, giveaways, and both are going to be the Fauci doll. Um, but you have to basically leave the best review on any uh, platform that you're listening to. So the Spotify app, iTunes, um, the iTunes, the Apple app, um, and obviously Fountain. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, so the Fauci elf. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was when I heard about this thing, man. There was no way I listened to True News with Rick Wiles and. Uh, when I heard him talk about this thing on there, I'm like, I got to have it. I, in fact, I bought five of them. Look at the ears on that thing. I know. I know. I'm, dude, I, <laughs> I know this thing is so ridiculous. It's crazy. But um, it fits. I mean, I guess you got to find something to laugh about here and there, and we do the best we can. All right, y'all. Bad news, good news. And uh, it's going to be a little bit changed up this time. Okay, everybody knows about the Russian provocation, and we're going out of our way to try and cause World War III which is absolutely dreadful. But check this one out, man. I, I'm not even sure where I got this one from. Name of this article, World's First Artificial Womb Facility is a Creepy Glimpse of Pregnancy in the Future. Check this out. This dude can, and this is this is in the article. Check this out. And then I'm going to show William this picture. It looks like something straight out of a sci-fi movie. Where it looks a, like uh, iRobot. Yes. It looks like either AI robot or the freaking matrix. The like, matrix. Did you watch the matrix and think, Oh yeah, that's a good idea. That's I'm exactly what it that. looks like. And this thing is not from the onion. Y'all, this is real stuff. Check this out. Says he can grow around 30,000 babies a year because of extensive and groundbreaking scientific research over 50 years, 50 years. How long have they been at this 50 <laughs> years? You gotta be kidding me. It is the brainchild of this uh, dude's name. I can't pronounce who's a scientific communication and biotechnic dude from uh, Berlin. Anyhow, with this technology, check this out. You can use, quote, the elite package, which gets you, um, you can engineer the embryo genetically before they implant it into the artificial womb. Check this out. You can choose the eye color, the height, the intelligence, strength, hair color, and also avoid genetic diseases. Now, I want my adrenochrome flavored purple. Man, this is <laughs> that that's what they're doing. You think any of these babies are making it to to life? Well, that's why 50 or, years, that's what I'm saying. What what actually have they been doing with yeah. this technology? Yeah. It's much easier to grow your own babies than kidnap ours. That's exactly what maybe these kind of lunatics are talking about, but here it is right in your face. That was at the Economic Times. But man, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I mean, forgive me for I mean, the first thing that came out in my mind when I was when I was reading this article, Okay, you can choose the intelligence, height, strength. Who's going to say, uh, you know what, I, I would like a kid with a 12 IQ. Um, why don't you make him short, fat, and ugly, too? I mean, 
Who? I mean, what are you talking about? I mean, so it's been going on for fifty years. Fifty years. How old man? is Elon Musk? Ooh, good point. <laughs> How there. many of these people do you think were actually? So obviously, it, be- it begs the question: Do these babies have souls, or are they like beings without souls, and they can be impregnated with with? Uh, Ah, Whatever. uploaded with a demon or something? I yeah, mean, demon or what they would call a virus or, I mean, AI. Well, there's some people that are claiming that China, in like the, not this last Olympics, but the one before that, that were genetically engineering some of their swimmers. In fact, a U.S. coach, I remember like it was yesterday, man, they came down on this guy like a ton of bricks because he made no bones about the fact that he even, I think he even made claims that her, her fingers in her were webbed. were webbed and her toes were webbed somehow. Okay, so Elon Musk warned that whenever they came out with that D-Wave computer, uh, Elon Musk warned that it was going to unleash demons. And, like, we don't know what we're getting into with AI and all that stuff. Maybe that was a heads up. Maybe he was saying, like, all right, now watch what I'm about to do. Well, it's called lesser (laughs) magic. They got to tell you what they're going to do before they do it. I mean, son, I don't want to go too on the dark side. But when I saw this article, I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. So, I mean, who even... I mean, it is hard for me to imagine that people even think of something like this, but that's that's insanity. But we'll move on to this next one, and this one's more close to home. It's called Believer Meats Breaks Ground on Largest Cultivated Meat Production Facility in the World. Believer Meats. Believer. So like M-E-A-T-S. Okay. Yeah, well, okay, well, when you, when you get down to the nitty-gritty, I'm not going to read a whole lot in this, but basically it's happening right, it's happening like on the other side of Raleigh, right here in North Carolina. They're saying they're going to employ about 100 people. And basically, this is um, cultivated meat technology. And it doesn't really go down to the brass tacks about how this stuff is made or what it is, but they swear up and down you can't tell the difference. You know how I know the difference? Because I raised this meat. I ain't eating this crap. Yeah, it's called ranching. Yeah, <laughs> it's how called about that? farming. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't have to reinvent this. Yeah, oh, farming... <laughs> Yeah, I understand it. Regular standard agriculture, the way everybody thinks they know it, yeah, that ain't doing any favors in the world, I guarantee you. And it could be fixed. It could be. But this ain't no solution, not in my book. Yeah, what if they put that, what if they put the effort into like building a uh, portable solar charger, like fence charger that actually works? Or one of those uh, poly, the poly wire spools? that reel themselves back up like a, um, like a, uh, what's that measuring tape, something hmm. like that. What if they put the thought and effort into building something like that instead of how do we remanufacture meat? Son, you may have just gave away a million dollar idea there. I'm dead serious on that polywire well, thing. We might want to think about that. You want me to edit it out? Yeah. Take that right <laughs> out, man. But that's a, that's a winner right there. I can't believe you just came up with something like that. I mean, uh-huh. honestly, it's a great idea. I think yeah. it is anyway. I mean, I'm sure it could it be. It keeps tension on it. Yeah. If not, if nothing else, just something to keep tension on it while you're spooling. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's that, go on to the next topic. Dave. All right. So <laughs> some of the good news and uh, this one, man, I kind of got a laugh, but at the same time, I felt bad for the other prisoners. Apparently that scam bankman fraud, um, you know, they got him locked up in the Bahamas. Well, they went, oh. I saw a slight, a short video folks. I don't have a whole lot of time in my day. So, I kind of get things through podcasts, and then when I find something that's of note, I look at it, and I'll, I'll look at it briefly, and then I saw this video, and I got to admit, I took my time on this one, man, because they were they were showing the jails in the Bahamas. Man, you think Bahamas, everybody thinks paradise, right? Man, they got six of these brothers ganged up in this one cell, cell with that Sam Bankman fraud. Him looking like a creepy version of this Fauci elf. He looks like that abominable snowman in, um, in uh, what was that, Rudolph's Shining New Year or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, this guy, they got him locked up in there, dude. And you could tell them brothers in there hot as a runaway <laughs> slave up in there. Oh, you think so? I don't think so. See, what I had heard about that whole prison thing was that he was complaining that they were like unlivable conditions and that he's vegan. <laughs> Really? You ain't vegan in that, so. No, no. And then they showed, they showed, I mean, there's six bunks in here. Honestly, it is inhuman, um, the way I saw that done. In fact, um, I, I mean, honestly, when they showed that cell, I'm like, okay, 
and they show these guys locked up in there on the way. I'm thinking, man, come on, man. There's got to be something a little bit better than this. I mean, it was almost inhuman. I mean, the amount of people yeah. they have st- shoved in that cell. But you're taking a guy. I mean, this is why I'm considering this the good news segment. You're taking this guy <laughs> who scammed I don't know how many people, probably going to get away with it to a certain extent, you know, was working at the behest of I don't know who and how many different people on the Democrat, probably in the Re- in the Republican side, both. They're all crooks. And here he is living in the lap of luxury, running his big mouth. And then right before he's about to testify, bam, they, they nab him. And now he's like, put me on the first thing, smoke it. Yep. I'm ready to be extradited. Yep. Yeah, so that's good news. But here's some other good news. Came from my man, Josh. And, uh, man, this was really good news to hear because I needed it. Because, honestly, y'all, good news. You doubt me? Go around looking for good news. Go around looking for it. It ain't that easy to find these days, but I'm finding it. And this one is Old Glory Bank, okay? And I know it seems weird, but um, it's basically a bank that was started by... Doggone it. I can't think of that black doctor's name, man. Oh, Ben Carson, yeah. along with, um, anyway, it's Ben Carson and uh, the guy from Big and Rich, John Rich. And I think there's a number of other people involved. Man, I got here looking at this thing, and when he sent it to me, when Josh sent it to me, I was like, okay, let's take a look at this. I sent it to your mom, and she's like, okay, opening an account tomorrow. Man. And so these people Hold on, are, we might want to think about this. Yeah. There was kind of a cocaine habit with Big and Rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're actually promoting it, but it's actually a bank that started in Oklahoma, small town Oklahoma. Huh. And they their terms and everything seem pretty doggone awesome, man. I'm thinking, huh, I might have to check this thing out. Yeah. So your mom, I think she went and opened up an account today and then, you know, if they turn out to be pretty reliable, as it seems, you know, from the beginning, then that's exactly where I'll do my business. It's more reliable than the bank we use now. Yeah. I mean, wow. The the ones we use now are just complete. I mean, you would think with all of the technological prowess that we have these days that things would be a little bit better at these banking institutions. Yeah. But it ain't. I mean, so old glory banks. Is that something we can list down below? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Just airdrop the link after. And uh, I'll put that in the description. Yeah, so you can check this thing out all the way. I mean, you can open an account that says in less than eight minutes. Um, you can put your direct deposit over there if that's what you do. It looks like they have a lot of really awesome features, overdraft protection, if that's something you're worried about. Really cool stuff. I don't get anything for this. I just thought, man, this is exactly how it starts. Hmm. If we can start in some way or another, let's say with banking, and then let's say they have their version of a cash app, maybe that comes from there. Maybe they come up with a way of monetizing. Um, like I heard somebody talk about a little while ago. Um, what if Elon Musk were to, let's say, monetize Twitter Twitter uh, for content creators? You yeah. know, um, makes good sense. Everybody, if he were to do that for Twitter um, and to do basically what YouTube is doing right now, mm-hmm. he would absolutely positively decimate YouTube and it wouldn't break my heart. I know there's a lot of people, people heavily leveraged there, but I think they would immediately find a home over in this other place that Mm -hmm. probably isn't. If the algorithms are fair, if everything's all things being equal, you know, that's exactly what I'm talking about. All right, y'all, when we get back, we're going to get into the main event. left in the fountain nobody wants paper money son so you just will stop counting can you break the horse can you light the fire what's that a beg your pardon you best start thinking where you all right well son i don't remember the guy's name but corb lund um and the first comment on that song was <laughs> if you ain't reloading <laughs> ammo to this i don't know what the blank you are doing <laughs> sorry y'all. I got... dad was drinking water when i said that but Damn, yeah that here. was literally the comment was yeah if you ain't reloading ammo to this <laughs> yeah well um it's a prepper song yeah if I you gotta... listen to the words to it it's core blonde with get down on the mountain yeah 
Yeah. Getting down on the mountain. I mean, I, um, we had somebody, um, I'll get to his comment in a minute. He sent it um, in an email and I was like, okay, well, I usually check out everything that comes through, you know? And um, it was like, okay, this is interesting, man. I mean, he said, man, this is like his new anthem. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the music video makes less than no sense there's some guy running and there's snow <laughs> that's it yeah but i i was kind of like digging where the whole vibe was in this song and i'm like okay yeah man that's something we can use so yes y'all we are reactive or responsive rather all right let's get down to it we've talked about it uh maybe a year more ago and uh i spent a lot of time in cold very cold environments i remember being up in alaska one time for a long time, and you find interesting ways to stay warm in a place like that. I remember being in what was called the Northern Warfare Training, um, Northern Warfare Training Institute or something like that, and, and it was through the Army, and um, learned a lot of really awesome and cool tricks for staying warm when it's cold. Now, everybody I know is probably going to be frigid here in the coming days. It ain't going to be long from now. All through Christmas. And at the same time, I'm thinking, good night, man. Um, this can be a this can be a really bad thing with what's going on right now. Yeah. Old folks right now are having a hard enough time trying to stay warm. Mm-hmm. And man, do whatever you can to help check out your neighbors, especially the older ones. Um a lot of these folks got a lot of pride and they're not looking to ask for any help, but you got to look out for them, especially in these co- in these coming days. So I'm going to talk about an acronym. We've talked about it before, but also look after your animals. Be thinking about that. Even though like where we're going to be, it's supposedly going to be down in like single digits, like six. I mean, where we came from in Kansas, this ain't no big deal. That's a month. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not uncommon to get weather like this at extended periods of time, but there's a lot of places in the South where they're not at all accustomed to this stuff. And the pipes, the water pipes and everything, aren't made for this type of thing. So I'm going to show you a couple of tricks. Right off, if you got a well, and let's say it's out in the yard, well, they make those little domes. You can obviously put that around there, but when it gets low enough, it ain't doing you no good. Everybody knows just let the water trickle a little bit from the faucet. But here's another little trick, and it's simple but there's going to be a real careful do not. And that is take a light bulb, an incandescent light bulb, and stick it under that thing wherever your well is or wherever your water's coming up out of the ground. Um, Do not use an LED. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The reason I'm telling you this is it happens. It happens more than you know. Unless you just want to see the pipes freeze. Yeah. LED, y'all, they're high. Well, you know, they got their... I got my suspicions about what LEDs do also. So I'm getting out of the habit of uh, using them. In fact, I'm replacing them going right back to the old fashioned incandescent. And there's probably a podcast in that too, is for the reasons why. Anyway, you want something that's going to put off a little bit of heat and you can put, they make this stuff called heat tape. You can put that on there. It's a little more of a hassle that works. I mean, it absolutely works. You can stick it right up on your pipes. And then when it gets a certain temperature, the, you know, the thermostat kicks on and then it goes that way. But if you want a really inexpensive way of going about it, stick a light bulb under there and try to suspend it if you can. Okay, that's keeping that part. Now, with your animals, look, there ain't no getting around it. When the daytime temperature is going to be in the teens, you're going to be cracking ice. Ain't no two ways about that. And you have got, that was one of the biggest things, the biggest problems we had in Alaska. It wasn't frostbite. It was dehydration. When it's really, uh, really, yeah. really cold outside, you don't want to drink water. You have got to force yourself to do it. Your animals are no different. You're going to have to go out there in weather like that. It's going to be several times a day sometimes to check on them, unless you've got an agitator or some way to heat the water. But a lot of these animals are in remote places, so you have to be clever. If you can heat rocks and put it around there, and you have some daylight, I mean, something that will maintain any kind of heat, but there's no getting around it. Or pile compost around it. You could do that. Or put your water on top of your compost piles. Absolutely. We've demonstrated that before in the chicken tractor on steroids more than once. Yeah. Where if you just put your uh, water, or if it's a vacuum water, that's why I choose to use those things, is because I can take that, stick it on top of the compost pile, and it ain't going to freeze. I don't care how cold it is outside. That compost pile will keep that from freezing. In fact, it'll maintain rather, it'll 
be kind of warm if you do it right. So there's that way of doing it too. Um, pigs, like with our pigs, we have five gallon buckets that we stick in the ground. About like three quarters of the way into yeah. the ground. Yeah, about three quarters of the way into the ground. Believe it or not, the ground temperature, the ambient heat of the ground temperature goes along. It will freeze on the top. So you just have to bust it, but less often. Now, things like your livestock, your bulls and sheep and stuff like that, you know, you're going to have to bust it up. And then later on, you're going to have to go back out there again, unless you got some way to keep that warm. Um, but there is technology to go out there and do that. But now let's talk about yourself. And I'm going to talk exclusively about the clothing. Now, remember this acronym, C-O-L-D. I've talked about it before in the YouTube channel, but I'm going to probably go into a little more detail here. Cold, it stands for keep it clean, avoid overheating, loose and in layers, and keep it dry. Okay, that's one of the things, many of, well, one of the many things I learned up there being in an Arctic environment, uh, pulling around a dog sled without the dog. It was called the <laughs> Akio. That we were the ones pulling this thing around with an Arctic 10-man tent in it. Man, I mean, there is cold beyond cold. I mean, there really is. But the coldest I've ever been in my life, honestly, was in North Carolina at Fort Bragg. That's another story altogether. But keep it clean. Inside all of your clothing, every, you know, when I'm out there working, when I've been in the field and I've been working with guys and they got these dingy, dirty work coats, you're not doing yourself any favors because part of your insulating capability comes from the fact that you have air that those air pockets in your clothing are not filled with dirt. If they are, they are less ins- they, they lose their insulating capability, just like that. So that's why it's important to keep all your stuff clean. Um, wear wool socks, especially. Well, on that jacket part, if you keep it, if you think of it like kind of like a like a thermal mass, like you can have an insulator or you can have a conductor. If you have, if you pack your jacket full of mud, it's now a conductor instead of an insulator. Um, also guys wash your dog on Carhartt jackets. You can wash them. Yes. <laughs> Those yes. are the filthiest things on planet earth. Well, I'm as guilty as anybody. When you got your work coat on, I have to make myself like I wear a sweatshirt usually yeah. And then if it gets really cold or something, I almost never put on a jacket. I mean, it's usually I got maybe some silk long johns underneath. And if you can find fiber, natural fiber like that, believe me, the insulating capability is fantastic. And it's also really, really cool if you can use wool or silk when you wear your long johns. Plus, you want to keep those clean as well, obviously. But they also wick moisture away, but they still maintain their insulating capabilities even when they get wet. So that is why it's so critical. That's why no matter what time of year, summer, spring, winter, or fall, I always wear wool socks. Yeah. And and some of these, honestly, like Cloudline, Darn Tough, you get a lifetime warranty on them, man. I have some Darn Tough socks on right now. Oh, no, I don't. Well, I got these Cloudlines. I mean, yeah. anytime, I guarantee if I got socks on, they're wool, and they they work great. In fact, when you ever take your feet out of them, it's not uncommon, like when I was out there working all day in a job, you just change your socks. Even in the dead of cold, believe it or not, your feet will get warm all over again just because you just changed them out. And then even in when you get good wool socks, they air out pretty quick and they dry out pretty quick. But there's a reason soldiers have been using wool forever and a day. So keep it clean. Now, the overheating part. I always, now they're not cheap. And I got, honestly, some silk long johns I've had for probably a decade, man. The crotches are worn out in most of them. <laughs> but that ain't, where I need the, that ain't where I need the insulation. It's in my legs. And so to avoid that overheating, it also helps when you have wickable fabric. Um, they make all that space-age stuff right now. I've tried it yeah. before. It don't work. It ain't nothing no. good as silk. I'm telling you what, cool thing about silk long johns, too, you never even feel them on your skin. You can't even tell they're, you're wearing them. Yeah. Whereas the old fashioned long johns, they were kind of itchy. They don't feel good. And then if you, if you get overheated outside, then all of a sudden, man, when you cool down, it's a mess. But if you can get wool or silk, I mean, neither one of them are cheap, but man, if you get good quality stuff, they will last you 10 years. Like the stuff I got. Well, notwithstanding the giant hole I got in some of them, <laughs> but for the most part, it's not in the areas where I need the most insulating. Okay. Loosening layers. I think that speaks for itself. You want to have those layers, but the way I do it, even on the coldest days, this is really all I do. Now, here's another little trick. If you're going to be outside for a while, you always want to gear your cold weather 
you want to gear your body temperature just slightly on the cold side, not where you're absolutely warm to start with. And I know that seems counterintuitive, but if you're going to be doing any kind of physical work like today out there, you know, you're loading up all this wood and yeah. everything. You saw me shed layers too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So loosening layers, but it also helps. Yeah. Like you said, when you take off those layers, but I usually only wear maybe two layers, maybe three on the coldest days. I don't really, and it's really not more than a sweatshirt, long johns, and then a t-shirt. My so, layers today, just as an example, my layers were long johns and pants, the insulated pants at first this morning. Um, and then I changed my pants and, to, and took off the long, long johns. But I started off like on the top part uh, with a hoodie and the crew neck underneath that, a t-shirt. And long jobs. But if you can, always try to just stay. If you plan on doing any kind of physical work, we were taught, and it works, that you just want to have just enough layers where it just knocks the edge off. Especially if you're going to, and then you'll find out a lot of times that those layers and everything go a little bit further. Okay. And then D, of course, that goes without saying, keep it dry. Yeah. You want to keep it dry. So if you're going to be out and about and you're doing, let's say, some work out in the field, if you got a way to get out of it, Change your socks. I know it sounds crazy. Change your socks. You can put them right back in those boots. And then that's another thing. Change, if you can, change your boots every other day. Um, I got myself back into the habit. It makes all the difference in the world. That's about, especially if they're leather boots, they take about 24 hours to fully dry out to get all that moisture out of it. I mean, think about it's the nature of a boot. Now they sell these things. You can stick your boots on, and of course, they'll dry them out for you. Well, I was about to ask you about those. Well, I saw a, like a hack on YouTube, um, and it had to do with basically what you're just talking about. But they took those uh, hand warmers. They took like a couple of them, and they had their boots. They're, they were kind of a little damp on the inside from just sweat. And they took off their boots, threw in the hand warmers, and then uh, just let it sit for a while to let it dry. And you could kind of see steam coming out of the boot. Yeah, is I that a good idea or not? I I don't know on the on the face of it. I don't really know much about that. I've never heard that done before. But I mean, those hand warmers definitely get hot. Yeah. But I don't know if I'd try it that way because the last thing you want is your feet to sweat. Also. Well, he was saying do it like just to dry your boots quickly. I but, yeah, rather, I mean, then you'd have to like cool them back down. So I would I, rather I don't change know. out boots. And, and here's what you'll find out: even if the boots you're going to change into are colder. Even if they're cold, as long as you change out your socks, if you're going to be, because honestly, if your feet are miserable, everything else is. It was like a bushcraft thing. I don't think he had the another pair of boots with him. Well, if you can, if nothing else, change your socks. Okay. And then take the others. If you got wool socks, even in cold weather, believe it or not, unless it's just absolutely off the chain cold, they will dry out. I mean, we would take them and put them on the other side of our rucksacks, and then you get where you're going. I mean, if it was like... I mean, there was one time, man, I think it was negative 70 one time, and there was nothing you could do about it. You know, Arctic mittens, the whole nine yards, you're, you're pulling the dog sled. Even all working up all that heat, you were still dying up there. You just decided the next knife giveaway. It's going to be an Arctic knife. Yeah, yeah, well, right now we're giving away a Fauci L. <laughs> yeah. So remember, get those, uh, remember, get those submissions in, um, and we'll decide before the next show, okay? So... But yeah, keep it dry. Keep remember cold, C O L L D. Keep it clean. Avoid overheating. Loosen in layers and keep it dry. It makes all the difference in the world. Burn blue on the street. Loose and complete under sky. So smoky blue green. I can't foresee a Dixie Ditchy, so we dance the sidewalk clean. My memory is muddy, what's this river that I'm in? New Orleans is sinking, man, and I don't want to swim. And that's a jam from way back. <laughs> Tragically hit. <laughs> Their only jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess they were a one-hit Canadian wonder, man. I'm not sure that even made it to the American charts, but it's still a jam. Do you know what he's saying? Not a clue. I saw the lyrics. I finally know what he's saying in that song besides 
New Orleans is sinking and no, he doesn't I, want to swim. I understand the words, but they don't make any sense. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, don't. I just like the guitar in it. Anyway, hey, Alan says, um, he's, you know, he says, uh, thanks again, Billy. It was a relief and encouragement to hear your podcast. Um, yeah, I went by Alan's house, dropped off some comfrey again. Uh, seems like a wonderful guy. And But he was asking, does bone sauce work against bears? Be praying for y'all. Well, thank you very much, Alan. We'll be praying for you as well. No, and Alan, one of the things I was kind of hitting at in the beginning is uh, when the lady at the barber at the barber shop. I guess I get, never <laughs> quite finished. Got talking about that, <laughs> but the lady at the barber shop was asking me for a dear heart because her kid would get extra credit in school. Well, I'm looking for bears. That sounds like a cool school. Yeah, I'm like, well, that's what I was asking. I was like, what, what's up with this project? But here's the thing regarding your bear question and bone sauce. I feel really strongly because the olfactory sensors senses of a bear are very, very strong more than probably any other creature that we know of that's running around out there. Um, the nose on a bear is extraordinary. And one of the keys in bone sauce is using the bones of the animals you're trying to repel. The problem is getting my hands on bear bones. So I'm telling everybody around here, man, you come across a dead bear, let make sure he's dead. Number one. I mean, if he got hit by a car, yeah, yeah can, make sure he's dead and not sleeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't have me go over there picking up no sleeping bear, man. But yeah, if I can get that bear back here and I can get a hold of his bones, I feel confident that I can make a bone sauce that would repel bears. But right now, the stuff we have, I don't know that it does or not. I mean... There are things in it that would repel a bear. Um, possibly. Possibly, but I mean, also, th there are bones. Yeah, but <laughs> so that might well uh, see the thing is part of it is that the animal smells the bones of itself, and it's like I, I can't say this for sure. This is all all I know. The way bone sauce works, the is that the animal smells in ways that you and I we we smell in a very two dimensional kind of way. A bear, um, rabbits, for example, like deer, they all smell. Three and four dimensionally, some people So think. dad was making lasagna the other day. When I smell it, I smell lasagna. When, like, Chloe, for example, the dog smells it, she smells ingredients of the lasagna. Right. If right. that makes that, sense. Yeah, that's a better way of putting it because that's what happens with the deer. They smell, oh, no, man, Vinny bought it up here, you know. I mean, they smell the bones yeah. of that deer in this thing, and it lasts for a long, long time. That's why it's so effective. Not only did Vinny bought it but Vinny got processed yeah Vinny got processed you know so that's exactly what they're thinking but I gotta get my hands on a bear carcass in order to make a bear repellent and I feel like I could get this done I just gotta get my hands on one yep this is from uh really t868 if you haven't checked out the music video for the Gap Band early in the morning, you're missing out. Oh my goodness! Tremendous, loving the pimp cast, guys. Keep it up, dude. Your mom, <laughs> your mom hated the Gap Band until she saw that video. <laughs> she was laughing so hard. It is one of the most hilarious videos. Of course, you know, typical like early '80s kind of stuff. Man, they're in these like shiny cowboy yeah. hats and coats and everything. It is. I, I'm glad he brought that up, y'all. If you want a laugh, if you've had a tough day, go put. Gap band early in the morning, and I'm like, it's kind of hard to take them seriously. <laughs> Any but, of their music videos. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. And then your mom's like, now she was up here looking them up, and she is laughing hysterically because these guys look like they're about to be shot out of a cannon. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. All right, well, John McGuire, oh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to say your last name. He says, uh, he asked me about that Cor Corb Lung. Man, I can't pronounce that guy's getting down on the mountain. Uh, I think you guys, every time I hear it, it's my new anthem. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it was a, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty cool song. I'm Man. digging. Um, I got one from KH62. Totally understand the supernatural encounters. That was from, uh, that was a comment about episode 50. Um, well, you're going to like the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> supernatural. The supernatural, when we were talking about the baby incubators and stuff. Oh, man, that is like. And then Poe Boy says, tip a thugnicious pimp. Bam! I think, hey, I think that cat got a new middle name. <laughs> thugnicious. Thugnicious pimp. Oh, you got to like put pimp in his more. name. Thugnicious pimp. Yeah, say oh, that for, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody you, thought of that name. Yeah, can you see me yelling out across pimp. that? Thugnicious pimp, get over here. Yeah. We should have named him a pimp named Slickback. Oh, man. 
You got to yell the whole thing every single time. You got to say it every single time. A cat, a little cat named Slickback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I think that might. That's kind of cute. Yeah. A cat named Slickback. <laughs> yeah. And the cat, that kind of fits the cat's yeah, personality. It does, man. He, he tricked us all. He no, tricked us all. Dude, that cat, man, he's out there. Your mom has got. In man. a week, made that cat overweight. He yeah. ain't even trying to get out of that little thing Emily came up with, that little Yeah, uh, little Emily cave. bought him a little furry cave. It's a little cave, and this cat won't come out to do nothing but eat. Yep. I said, well, as soon as this thing gets out of heat, guess what? He's back on duty. No more pets up in this place. It's a girl, by the way. Yeah. He, we keep calling it a he, and it's on. It's in heat. Well, slick back the cat. Yeah. So anyway, um, we got one from Todd and then Rebecca. I'll just get down to the thing. Um. They, they had a lot of good links in here to, of stuff to check out. Um, also, regarding the plant obsolescence, we buy commercial freezers up front. You pay more, but you get the actual meat, actual metal freezer with a real compressor. Man, they said it all right there. Yeah. That's When that guy came out the other day, that was one of the things that um, he was quick to say. Then, honestly, you, you're not going to get out. It's not like the old days. It's not like. 25, 30 years ago when they made a freezer that would last forever in a day, like in East Germany, um, they were, it was because it was a communist setup over there at the time, right? So all of the appliances had to work for 50 years because they didn't have a way to redo them. So they had the technology and they have the technology to make these things run forever in a day. It's just a matter of, um, you know, the powers that shouldn't be. Well, I'll sure be glad, man, when somebody comes up with a way to, um, how cool would it be, man, if you can get some mom and pop made refrigerator and freezers and stuff? That would man. be cool. I'd probably be, yeah, that'd be the way to go. This is from uh, Reset Remedy. Great tips on volunteering, fellas. Tips from pimps. From pimps. That's what I like to hear. And then uh, Quail and Mana Farm. A special thank you for incorporating the homesteading pasture in your last couple episodes. Also watched your recent video proving the Lord Almighty and appreciate your proclamation of faith in all you do. Job 12, 7 through 10. Job. Jo oh, my bad. Job. Job. Reading, dude. Job 12, 7 through 10. Let me look that up real quick. You can read a Well, uh, we got old McDonald, uh, real name Charlie. Listen to the podcast. I want to say thanks to Billy and William. Uh, no, my name isn't old McDonald. Uh, I didn't know what else to Well, yeah, I guess I did. Um, it was like he was basically concurring that most people are walking around hypnotized. He says, but please pray for me and my family. My name is Charlie. You know what, Charlie, we do. And um, when the first time I read your email, um, you know, I prayed. And uh, we continue to pray for everybody else out there. So make no bones about the fact, yeah, we try to keep the show upbeat. It really doesn't. I mean, I really love doing the podcast. I really do. Yeah, the podcast is fun. I mean, if there was some way to monetize it, maybe I'd do less YouTube. But it kind of goes hand in hand because the part about YouTube is that we're able to convey some of the information out there. Like I said in the very beginning of it, y'all, I don't care if two people are watching. I really don't care. I'm going to go out there with the same passion um, no matter what. So... And once again, for all you YouTubers out there that are feeling defeated and deflated and you you know they're playing games, look, we all know it, but I'm going to drive on. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm clearly not doing it for the money. So we're going to go out there, we're going to drive on, and we're going to pray that the good Lord, hey, speaking of prayers, you know what? Maybe we all need, maybe we're not taking the right dog to the hunt anyway. Maybe we should collectively pray. Why don't I ask y'all to do that? Why don't we collectively pray that the powers that shouldn't be, the heavy hands that are keeping all of these channels suppressed like they are, that maybe those hands are lifted, that they're made weak, that they can't do what they're doing, that they can no longer suppress those of us out there that are trying to do good work. You know, when people say, look, I'll pray for you. It's all I can do. No, it's, yeah, it's everything you can do. It's the it's most, the you, most can do. you can do. That's right. It's the most you can do. So, I always talk about in my videos concerning the task you're doing, taking the right dog to the hunt. Well, let's take the right prayer to the hunt because right now we're dealing with powers and principalities and high places and spiritual wickedness and all these awful things that are going on in this world. So when I tell you, I pray for you folks, we do, we do. And I'm asking you to pray for us, but let's also pray for each other that 
the heavy hand that the great information that I know is available out there gets to gets to the people that need it. Because really, at the end of the day, there is no way on earth that every single decent homestead channel, there's no way on earth they're not being suppressed. But I have yet to ask everybody to, to pray that there, that no weapon formed against us can prosper. Maybe that's exactly what we need to do. I know that's exactly what I'm going to do tonight. And we've all been given authority over these principalities. That's right. That's right. So you want me do- to read this scripture? Yes. Okay. But ask the animals and they will tell, teach you, or the birds in the sky and they will tell you, or speak to the earth and it will teach you, or let the fish in the sea inform you, which all of these, which of, which of the, I can't speak, which of all these do not know that the hand of the Lord has done this, and this hand is the life of every creature and the breath of all mankind. That was Job 7 through 10. That's what I'm talking about. Job 12, 7 through 10. A lot 10. of really, really awesome stuff in the book of Job. And um, so many different awesome things. In fact, I've, lately I've been kind of reading some of the Apocrypha, some of the other stuff out there too. Um, like my friend Darren, he was telling me to check out the book of Jasher and some of these others. Yeah, it's not canonized scripture necessarily, but you hear references made of it in the Old Testament. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is something I ought to look at. And I have been. And it's given me, I think, a better understanding about certain things. We got one here, and they heard, um, it's kind of cool, man. They saw us over there on Brighteon, and I, so it, her name is Ann. Anyway, um, she wrote a really, really awesome thing. She's been looking for a property in Red States and has not been very successful. Property is ridiculously overpriced, and it's been hard to find. Um, any possible properties have been too close? A few possibilities had a factor. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm getting... This writing is a little bit small and my eyes ain't that great any longer. I guess what you're asking here if is where you ought to go or how to go about it. And I know you, I know you got another question here. It's just the writing is so small and I don't have glasses on and I can't see this. So what I can see, I'll answer. Um, you want me to read it? Yeah, maybe you <laughs> ought to, son, because it's... Uh, All right. I've been looking for uh, property in red states. Uh, it's overpriced. Um, been hard to find at least, uh, 10 zoned agriculture acres with a house that is far from anyone. Um, she, I think she's basically looking for help finding a place. Um, I would search Tennessee, um, like that some advice. She's looking for advice on how to increase self-sufficiency on this property and like where she should look for property. Um, I would check out Tennessee because there's a lot of a lot of people moved to Tennessee recently and they're building a lot of infrastructure there. Um, And it's a very free state and no income tax. And there's a lot of freedom minded people there. Yeah, there's a lot of like minded. I mean, they just filtered the states for you, really. Um, All the like minded people largely moved to Tennessee. Well, (laughs) there's a whole lot of people that came a lot of not freedom-minded people came to Tennessee, North Carolina, and a bunch of others. And yeah. and what they're doing, and like talking to that lady, um, I forget how many generations she's been up here. She's one of the barbers at the place I go. Well, the one that was asking, she was one of the ones asking about the uh, deer heart. And um, she's like, yeah, we don't mind people coming in, but don't bring where you came from with you. Yeah, Don't bring your politics with you. We don't we've talked about it before where some of these old boys are shooting deer out of season and they're skinning it right there in the front yard, daring you to say something. And uh, they're like, look, this is the way we've lived all of our lives and generations back. We ain't changing it. We don't care about your rules. This is how we roll and you better deal with it. Get loose or get lost. Uh, She says also in this thing, I was going to purchase some of your comfort, but the question is whether or not I can plant it right now. At least I can read that part. Uh, Since the snow is all ready to come. Okay. Will comfort survive stored away indoors until spring? Yeah, Will, you put it in a pot. Or you can put it in a pot, or you can keep the bag in the fridge until the ground is workable as well. You could do that, but, I mean, if you got a way to get it out and put it in a pot, I'd go with that because it's going to give you a jump on things. But do not put it in potting soil. Yeah, it's, it's safe to do. Like, it's confirmed safe to do for up to three months, especially the way we package it in the peat moss and stuff. It's safe to do for three months. Well, I'm not sure... I'm sh- I'm not sure I'm going to know how to son. This is another one of those ones. This lady's from Australia talking about the contaminated spinach. Dang, that why is your font so small? I have no idea, man. These folks write to me and that's the way it comes. 
Um, anyway, there's this, um, if you start at the top there, there's something about this contaminated spinach going on in Australia. Nine in hospital with hallucinations, delirium after eating contamination. Um, thoroughly enjoy your informative content on YouTube and the podcast. I appreciate having a source of information that is educational, not just entertainment. I thought you might be interested in an incident that occurred recently in Australia. We have had poisonings reported by about contaminated baby spinach sold in most major, major supermarkets and grown on a farm in Victoria. I believe the symptoms indicate the Jimson weed or Datura. Oh, wow. May be to blame. Considering your recent run-in with the herb, uh, I'd be interested in your hearing and William's take on this event in the podcast. Wow. Datura. How do you accidentally? Well, I mean, that is something that, like, if you don't know what it is, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because if you don't know what it is, it happens. Datura grows in, like, the... Those high compaction areas, naturally. But also, I don't know if Deter is native to Australia. Well, I'm also wondering, huh. was this... Okay, was this done on a mom-and-pop place? Or no, was it absolutely done, not. Well, see, that's... Mom-and-pop would have saw... Would have seen it and not... See, would have seen Devil's Trumpet and That's not put exactly it in. what I'm talking about. When you talk about... When you find out 99.9% .9 of all these recalls that happen are almost never at a mom-and-pop operation... Yeah. It's always at these big, whether it's in a confinement house with animals, whether it's in some place where they bring in uh, labor from the outside, let's say from Mexico, and they treat these people so poorly that they literally defecate in the fields because they have nowhere else to go. Man. And so people are getting salmonella, not salmonella, but some, I can't remember the other one you get. E. coli. E. coli and a number of other things that happen that way just because, and it always happens on these massive massive farms and that's i mean it doesn't give the details here man that sounds but i doubt it happened at a mom and pop kind of place it's that's, aggravating that's messed up because okay it's not like detura is used in this poison pathway it's intentionally a horrible like experience like you think you're dying forever apparently like it's and to give that to somebody that that's messed up. Well, somehow it got into the grocery store chain. Yes, yeah, somehow, I'm but that I mean, I just feel bad for the people who ate that. Yeah, I mean, it's awful, but it, it seems to me, uh, like I said, every single time any of these things happen, whether it's E. coli outbreaks, whatever the case may be, at least here in the United States of amnesia, it's always happening. It's never at a mom and pop place that I could ever recall, but they impose all the things, like all the bad things that some of the big outfits do, they impose the consequences on the little people. So the point point of the story is find a local farmer. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to say, well, thank you so much for reaching out from wow. Australia. And uh, thank you all out there. Hey, once more, if you want a shot at... <laughs> if you want another shot at that Fauci elf, remember, go ahead and leave an iTunes review. Uh, or leave a fountain a, review, fountain any review, kind of review. Leave a review everywhere. And folks, more importantly, we talked to you about all the suppression suppression that's happening out there. Look, this is the only pimp cast on planet Earth, so you got to make it shine. Tell everybody you know. <laughs> Till next time, y'all, stay alert. Stay alive.